the first Tuesday in November, you see. That's how you know, Sean. I Thanksgiving see. or Halloween, Halloween elections. you elections. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Boy, a couple of great articles over the weekend about um, screen time for kids and how bad it is or isn't. A lot of people in your tech areas think it's horrible. A lot of the people who invented this stuff right. and work for the companies that make their livings off this stuff will not allow it around their kids. Oh, yeah. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. And uh, there was a big giant story involving Google that happened on Friday, but it got covered up by the pipe bomber thing. Uh, maybe we'll get to that at some point, as they paid off a whole bunch of people who had um, you know, sexual charges against them. Mm-hmm. Execs, gazillions of dollars, paid them off to keep it quiet and set them out the door. And it just came out in a New York Times article last week, and a lot of Google employees are really mad about that. So speaking of tech, the best places for tech workers to live coming up, yes? I wanted to pay this off because um, it's important to know. So pipe bomb guy, he gets caught. Headline in the Washington Post the next day is bomb suspect outspoken supporter of Trump. So the headline is that he's a supporter of Trump. As a mentally ill guy who lives in his van. You go back to a year or so ago when a a guy who was a Bernie supporter shot a bunch of Republicans on a baseball field, and the headline is congressman shot in Virginia. They left out the whole Bernie Sanders thing in the headline. I don't know about the, the meat of the story, but there you go. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be tough to bring people together and disarm themselves when you're always attacking them. Right. Or, you know, counterattacking. So, uh, speaking of tech, children are finding ingenious ways around any attempt to control the amount of screen time. Ah, dang it. I was just reading some good ideas for this from that article that I was talking about. Because my kids are just coming up on the, you know, where I can't trust them alone with this stuff. The British press picked up on an Apple Reddit discussion which features bemused parents sharing stories about how their kids are gaming the settings on their Apple devices. Apple introduced a screen time feature on the new iOS. Um, It allows users to set restrictions on how much time they spend on apps, schedule downtime, etc. Parents can use the feature to impose restrictions on their children's device usage, or so they thought. One Reddit shared the story of how their 7-year-old had gamed the feature, sparking a chat that has nearly 500 comments. When iOS 12 came out, I limited my 7-year-old son's screen time through the family share. For a few days, I felt like he was playing a bit more than he should. I couldn't figure out why. Finally, today, my son revealed his hack. When he runs out of screen time and his games get locked, he heads to the App Store, downloads a previously installed, but later removed game through the cloud icon, and it works without limitations. What can I say? I'm not even mad. I'm impressed. How old was he? Seven. Well, yeah, you got to be kind of happy about that. Yeah. I would be. Awesome. Yeah. You're going to live in a world where doing that sort of thing is how you make your living. Another parent asked Apple's support for him how to get a step ahead of their teenage son who had reset his phone's time and date to <laughs> trick screen time. Good one. Yeah, that's amazing. Had died in the New York Times over the weekend was Silicon Valley nannies are phone police for kids. Child care contracts in Silicon Valley now regularly include... Um, uh, 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 the, the nannies have to hide phones, tablets, computers, and TVs from their kids. They don't want their kids to even see, let alone touch or use the output of their business. I think that's a little over the top, but yeah, yeah, the output of their business. Wow, it's like the pornographer 
taking his children to church, the drug dealer insisting his kids do no drugs. Here's a guy who researched screen time for one of the uh, companies, one of your big tech companies, and now their daughters, ages five and three, have no screen time budget at all. They don't allow it at all, based on the studies he's done on what it does to kids. No regular hours that they are allowed. Um, and so I thought it was interesting. He says, only during a long car ride, like if we're going to Tahoe, four hours. And I thought, you know, even that. And I would let my kids do it. I'm, I'm no saint when it comes to screen time either. But... Jeez, we regularly went on long drives, and you know what you do? You, you find a way to occupy your not, your mind staying out the window. Which Why? Is, so it's less hellish? So, Which i got to believe is really, really good for you. And, yeah. and, you, and I, most people don't expect kids to do that at all now. You know, driving across town, my kids want something. And my one kid's got a variety of mental problems that we're trying to figure out, so I don't know how to handle him. Torturing an already tortured mind seems unfair. But for his brother, I don't allow it. Look out the window. Right. Find something to think about. Right. It's. I used to go on uh, these long motorcycle rides before I had kids. Really long, like where you're riding all day long. I might spend 10 hours in the saddle, as we call it. Mm-hmm. And the first, and this was, geez, this was before I was a smartphone addict. Even then, the first, like, hour would be torturous because yeah. I'm just alone with my own thoughts. Yeah. But once you got past that hump, it would just be this level of bliss all day long, and hours would just go by, and it was just like you're floating through time. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. Yeah. But that first hour was just, I can't stand this. I've got no music. I've got no TV. i got no nothing. It's just my head. But once you got past that, it was just bliss, and I'll bet that's the way Every human being was for up, the entirety of our existence up, as a species up until like 70 years ago. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the way our brains are designed. I'm telling and you. now a kid, a kid could could easily you could easily get to adulthood without ever having spent 30 minutes of your life trying to just like daydream right. easily get that way. In fact, most kids are probably doing that. Boy, and when we finally, quote-unquote, figure out what's causing everybody to be so crazy, it's going to be as obvious as coming in from a heavy rain and announcing you've you've figured out why your clothes are wet. Mm-hmm. God, it's just self-evident. Insane. The, the fact that all these people in, uh, in Silicon Valley who've designed these, one of these guys said, look, I understand the way we design these things to manipulate the brain and the needs of the brain. I don't mm-hmm. want to do that to my own kids. Right. Wow. Wow, evildoers. I know, uh, and I it's it's like uh, people who go too far with the TV thing, in my mind. We don't allow TV in our home. Well, there's lots of really great stuff on TV. It depends on what you watch. Mm-hmm. And I kind of the same way with screen time. I don't know. I haven't looked at the studies. Done this. I don't see why reading on a screen is necessarily bad or an educational show on a screen is bad. The stuff that has ruined my brain is the, the, the texts and stuff like that coming in, speeding up the response and all that stuff, the smartphone stuff. Mm-hmm. That's what's ruined my brain. I know I can feel it intuitively. Mm. But if I had a 40-some-year head start of how my brain was wired and now find it very difficult to read a book, how would I expect my kids who've never had a chance to wire their brain correctly to sit and read a book? I don't know. I fear. I fear for the future. Yeah. What have we wrought? I guess we'll find out. Now, these people, these uh, Bay Area, Silicon Valley, they've grown up around it. They know more about it than we do. They designed it, people. A lot of them are saying their kids aren't going to get a smartphone in high school at all. Wow! 
Wow. And and one of them said, my friends always say, how do you know where they are? The same way my parents knew how I was <laughs> uh, or where I was. That's the way we're going to deal with it. So I don't know. Wow. Wow. They're like a bunch of Walter Whites, you know, from uh, Breaking Bad fame. There's no way he's going to let his kids do drugs. Oh, really? Absolutely not. He manufactures the best meth around. Hmm. So, speaking of Silicon Valley, San Francisco, San Jose, where are the best places to live and work for tech workers, including job growth and openings, the rest of it? Uh, Big study out. Silicon Valley, number one. No, not number one, or two, or or three, or four. (laughs) We'll have the ranking for you in a moment or two. Okay. Very revealing. I like rankings. Oh, I love rankings. Like winners and losers. Everything's got to be laid out. Who's a winner? Who's a loser? You're a loser. You're a winner. And I'll have my top ten favorite rankings coming up as well. My ranking of rankings. One of the the Silicon Valley geniuses who knows more about this than we do said, if you're going to put screen time, if you've got candy and you've got drugs, screen time's closer to drugs than it is to candy. Clearly. On the continuum of things that are dangerous to kids. That's mm. really interesting. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the, of nation. Of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Is the country coming apart? Are we about to go into some hellish, we don't even recognize ourselves anymore, period? Some might say we're already there. I mean, it was quite a weekend. Yeah, I don't. Th- I don't think normal people. The masses, as usual, the outer two to three percent are controlling the conversation and uh, manning the newsrooms of America. In some cases, I think most of us are are fine. We're okay. Maybe a little whipped up. Maybe a, a little forgetful that we're all Americans and we're in this together and we have different points of view. But each other's points of views are actually kind of interesting and worth listening to. There's a lot of us who've drifted away from that, but a lot of us who haven't. I've considered wearing my Trump hat out and about just to see what reactions I'd get. It'd be interesting. Yeah. Um, probably unpleasant. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Best places to live and work for tech professionals, not San Francisco, not even the West Coast, according to the Computer Technology Industry Association, put out a big study. Study ranked locations based on job openings, projected job growth, and cost of living. Now, that's all economic stuff, which is fine and good, especially when you're young. I mean, you got to make your way. Um, but there are, you know, there are quality of life questions. Charlotte, North Carolina, earned the number one slot. What a great place. If you've never been to Charlotte, it's an exceedingly pleasant city. Everything was new. Charlotte, exceedingly pleasant. That's the worst slogan ever. <laughs> I've been there. There was hardly any like fecal matter on the streets at all. <laughs> I know. Does this they're working on that. Know what it takes to be a tech hub? They're they're trying to import poo. Charlotte was number one, followed by Raleigh, North Carolina, 
which is another exceedingly pleasant place. Raleigh, Durham, Chapel Hill, they call it the Research Triangle. Um, and uh, Austin, Tejas, number three. Dallas, Atlanta, Huntsville. Those are pretty new cities. I mean, they've been around for a long time, but the... the, the Growth-wise? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dallas and Atlanta and Huntsville, Alabama also made the top ten in what the study described as a geographically diverse list, which I think anybody in tech is caught on to. I mean, Pittsburgh's working like crazy on their tech sector, too. Uh, The usual suspect, San Jose and San Francisco, number four, number five. Not surprisingly, offered tech workers a higher median salary than virtually anywhere, but with a cost of living that in San Jose is 44% higher and San Francisco 64% higher than the national average. 60-some percent higher than the national average. Yeah. Wow. I'm surprised it's not higher than that, like 100% higher. I mean, it's twice as expensive to live in San Francisco as virtually anywhere. You know, housing is not everything. Um, that's not the only cost that people have, although it's a big part of it. So, uh, top-ranked Charlotte, median tech industry salary of about eighty-eight grand, and the cost of living there is one percent lower than the national average. Mm. Uh, we'll call it average. Uh, eighty-eight grand average cost of living. The median IT salary in San Jose is one hundred and twenty-two gur. Um. But again, forty four percent higher than the uh, national average cost of living. Boy, so if you're a young person, you think, "Hey, I, they they offered me a job out in California. I think I'll take it. It's forty grand more than I'm making now. I hope they're smart enough, right, to look into what it's going to cost to live. Going to be living in somebody's garage and not the whole garage, the part that's left over with the car in there. <laughs> uh, let's see. According to the study, more people moved away from San Francisco than any other city in the final months of last year owing to its notoriously high housing prices. Well, what was that stat we saw that was one of the most amazing stats I've ever seen? Oh, 9 out of 10. I saw that. Yeah, which is 90%. (laughs) Roughly. No, it was like half of people were planning to move within the next year. Half of people under 30 were planning to leave the Bay Area within the next two years. And I was wondering, has that ever happened outside of being in Dresden, Germany or something? Has that ever happened in history? Or in the shadow of an exploding volcano. (laughs) Dresden. Have have half the people ever thought, you know, I'm leaving. (laughs) Has that ever happened before? Yeah, yeah. Charlotte's seen double-digit population growth in the last decade. Uh, partly due to the booming tech industry there. It's one of the country's key banking centers. You get your Wells Fargo, Bank of America, and Ally Financial. That's a grumble from Joe. Uh, Let's see. uh, Similar in Raleigh, but a lower cost of living. They have a mix of startup companies and tech giants like IBM and Verizon. Study projects both Raleigh and Charlotte to have 11% growth in tech sector jobs over the next five years. You know, what's interesting is that Amazon is going to one day just announce a city, and all of a sudden that'll be one of the major tech hubs in America. Oh, right, for their, their second headquarters? Yeah. And and my favorite aspect of that, just as a, uh, a fan of politics and political science, is that if they pick somewhere in a purple state, they could change the politics of that state. Because they may import 50,000 young tech workers who generally, almost exclusively, swing left. Yep. Um, so that could be, you know, of huge effect. I would hate that as a guy who swings more to the right, but, you know, what are you going to do? Speaking of jobs, I don't know what this number means, but 
Uh, the share of workers quitting their jobs in August. I never thought about what percentage of people quit their job any given month. Take this job and shove it. The share of walker, workers quitting their jobs in August held at the highest number since 2001. So the highest number in almost two decades at 2.4%. Job mobility. But so that's a because the uh, unemployment's so low? Yeah, exactly. It's uh, people are secure that if they leave their job, they can find another one that'll make them happy. So, yeah, that's a, a sign of high consumer confidence and job confidence, which is, you know, which is good. I have no confidence. Even though stock market. I, I brought my own cardboard box. I'm ready. Do we know what the stock market's doing today, Sean? Do you have a one word stock market update? The stock market is trying. Trying. It's trying. really trying today. It's you trying. Know? Day after day we go to you for this, and I keep thinking it's going to be weak, but now it's amusing every day. <laughs> trying. It's pretty trying. Good. <laughs> the market doesn't try. There's no trying in stock markets. Marshall Phillips has walked in the room. He vowed he's not going to buy any more lottery tickets till next year. Indeed. You're off the lottery train. Indeed. Till next year. Yes. So you're I, I you know, I've done that myself with the with the booze. I know plenty of friends. I'm just going to I'm going a month. It's healthy, I think. It's a reset button. Uh and one more tech thing cuz I wasn't quite done, but uh ranked 3rd Austin Tejas stands out in several categories. Study has the highest expected job growth at 15%, rivaling the Bay Area. percentage of blues guitar players. True. Study also (laughs) touts Austin's startup scene in the city's reputation as a cultural haven. 40% more barbecued ribs. (laughs) Certainly more cowboy hats than San Jose. And 1,000% more Alamos than any other city on the list. Or that's San Antonio, I'm sorry. Yeah, that was Uh, was very good. Very good. There you go. I wish I was young and starting out and plotting my course. Huh? What would you do if you're young and starting out? I don't know. Start out, I guess. I think I might. What would this be for a plan? You save up a little money. You're in your parents' basement, of course. Um, You save up a little money, and you wait for the day Amazon announces where they are, and boom, you're there. You're in an apartment. You're applying for a job the first moment you can. I'm ready to go. I wonder if that's a good plan. It's a pretty good plan. Yeah, but are you going to work for them, or are you going to open up an industry that services Either one would be good. Coffee shop on the corner. the ladder. Coffee shop on the corner. Yeah. Hipster beards or something like that. You sell beards. (laughs) Okay, I don't like your plan all of a sudden. (laughs) A hipster beard seller? It was going good, then it just Just, fell apart. Just goes to show you, ideas are a dime a dozen. Execution is everything. Let's come up your news, Marshall. Well, we got another suspicious package intercepted today. We're just getting word now that thousands of U.S. troops are going to be heading to the southern border. And the CDC warning about dressing up your chicken for Halloween. Okay, the CDC is waiting on that. Yes. <laughs> See, I'd offer the elegant beard. It would be beard care products. There you go. Oh, Upscale. Yeah. And consultation. <laughs> consultation. <laughs> yes. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. CNN is reporting that old Cesar Sayak, the male stripper who liked to send pipe bombs. Uh, pipe bomb, not a bad male stripper name, actually. He identifies it as, as an Indian. He had a list of more than 100 people he intended to send packages to. He is working through the list. 
Law enforcement authorities have been reaching out to everyone on the list to alert him. If you haven't heard this part of the story, he was a male stripper. Yes. He uh, used to wear tuna can lids on his shoes. Not tuna cans, the lids, which are sharp as hell. In case he got into a stripper fight. Oh, boy. So he could cut them. Barbaric! Stripper fight! Stripper fight! So he's not your typical anything. Typical crazy person, I guess. Lived in a van down by the auto parts store. Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Uh, speaking of uh, Cesar, we've got another suspicious package that's turned up. It was addressed to CNN's office in Atlanta. It was intercepted today. The network adding that now all of its mail is being screened off-site. An announcement coming just a few days after the FBI uh, arrested Sayak and accused him of trying to send improvised explosive devices to high-profile Democrats and media targets. You know one thing you've got to take with a great grain of salt? I've got to remind myself this also. Anybody who says they were a former FBI agent, even if they were, doesn't mean that their 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 opinion is correct or unbiased. So we should know that, I right. guess, anyway, but... Because I saw uh, an FBI guy say, "Those bomb- anybody who thinks this wasn't dangerous, it was incredibly dangerous. Some- somebody could, whether mail handling or that they reached, the- these were designed to hurt somebody. They absolutely could have gone off. I heard another FBI guy say, there was no way these were going to ever hurt anybody. He was j- whether, right. he did- whether that was on purpose or he is bad at it, I don't know, but there's no way it could be hurt. So, which is true? I have no idea. Man, there's a lot of people spouting a lot of crap these days. This is the age of crap spouting. Now back to Marshall. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, the former male stripper turned pizza delivery man is It's a good transition in your career. Once you get a little too, uh, the love handles get too big for the male stripping. I've seen certain movies that indicate that those professions might (laughs) coincide. Well, madam, I am here with your pizza. Anyway, he's facing charges for five federal crimes, including the illegal mailing of explosives. As opposed to the... Okay. Now it is being reported that up to 5,000 active-duty U.S. troops are going to be deployed to the southern border in an effort to block that migrant cara- uh, caravan. That's big increase over earlier estimates of about 1,000 troops. Almost one military personnel for every immigrant that's going to show up. Yeah. It seems a lot. I, this, well, this is why politics has got me so worn out. On a typical day, didn't we learn that there are 1,500 people who try to come across? Yes. And and so this is just like four days compressed into one. Yes. Um, it's not that big a crisis. At the same time, our, our lack of a coherent immigration policy and border enforcement is just, it's a disgrace. It's ridiculous. And, and I don't know. There's just nobody talking about serious solutions. Well, no, that's not true. There are people talking about serious solutions. They just can't get much oxygen as they say in the news right. business. Meanwhile, San Francisco, it is official. San Francisco is going to be letting people who are illegals go ahead and vote next month in a local school board election. Awesome! That's a just a grand idea. You know, all kinds of countries do that all around the world. No, wait, they don't. Now, here is a sea change that has already been started by Amazon, but now Sam's Club is going to be opening its first cashierless store in Dallas. The store called Sam's Club now will rely on the increasingly popular scan-and-go technology in order to eliminate the need for checkout lines and cashiers. The store is going to debut a new app for shoppers, letting them go ahead and pay for items on their phone. Sam's Club now will be about a quarter of the size of an average Sam's Club, and it will have a member host's 
uh, they'll have member hosts who will act as concierge. Well, they all have the same question. How do they keep from uh, getting robbed blind? How does that work? Yeah, yeah. Especially your flash mob style robberies where 30 people run in, empty the shelves, and run out again. Oh, hey, back to your uh, registering non-citizens. Yes. Uh, We'll get to this after the break. Fabulous work by Matir and Ross in the San Francisco Chironicle. San Francisco spent $300,000 to register non-citizen voters. And a whopping 49 signed up. Wow, good, 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 wow, that's incredible. Yeah, no kidding. That is, that is the biggest part of the good story. Good use of the taxpayer's money, well done. Don't you, aren't you glad you pay taxes so you can spend yeah. thousands of dollars to get one non-citizen to vote? Well, good news, my friends. Just in time for Halloween, the Centers for Disease Control says it is okay to dress up your chickens in costumes. Good, finally. Now we're dressing our pug as a sheep. Ooh, <laughs> cross-breeding. Strange. So, uh, interbreeding. What's the chicken story? The agency issued a statement refuting reports that it was unsafe to put clothes on a chicken because of worries about certain types of salmonella. Oh, good lord! According to their new statement, the Who CD was asking about nope. clothing chickens. No, nope, nobody's dressing up a chicken for Halloween. According to the new statement, the CDC says the agency never actually warned against dressing your chickens up for the holiday. It's really unclear where the original reports came from. But they just want you to know, go ahead, dress up your chicken. Here's the most interesting Halloween story I saw over the weekend. Mm-hmm. There's actual science to show that eating all your candy in one sitting is better for you than eating a little bit every day, health-wise. Well, you'd upchuck it, wouldn't you? Oh, uh, not to, you know, if you upchuck it, that, that would obviously be helpful. Um, but uh, is more, if you, if you introduce a shock to your system it's not used to, your metabolism goes into crazy overdrive to deal with it. Mm. And if you just de- eat a little bit every day and it just kind of is part of your diet. Wow. Actually, so you're actually better off letting your kids your kids have a big night of eating too much candy than to give them like a piece every day for a month or something. Wow, that's really interesting. Yeah, I thought it was too. Let them gorge. Let them get, d- d- puke and hate it. And now I drank eat candy again. Yeah, or... that's what I wonder because I overdid rum when I was a 19-year-old. Oh, yeah. I just started drinking and I haven't had rum since because mm. I threw it up. Would the same thing Coward. happen? <laughs> would the same thing happen with M and M's? If you let your kid eat them until they threw up, would they be off chocolate forever? It's possible. That's a p- good, pretty good plan. Yeah. There you go, my friends. It's all over in L.A. Sale again. Looks in. He's ready. Turns. Kicks. Fires. Swing and a miss. It is over. The Boston Red Sox, baseball's best all season long. They have won it all, and the celebration begins. Sox beating Pretty loud the- cheering in the crowd for being in Los yeah. Angeles. Yeah, I thought so myself. Red Sox beating the Dodgers 5-1 to one last night in L.A. to win the series. Usually you win on the road, you can hear a pin drop. Yeah, yeah that was weird. Anyway, that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Why the Dodgers are never in it. It's a bit of a, a byproduct of L.A. being kind of a transplant city. Everybody in L.A. is from somewhere sure. else. Sure. So there isn't really that frequently sort of, Mexico, right? There isn't really that sort of hometown. <laughs> yes, one one for us, sort of yeah, thing. Sure, that's too bad. I mean, I, the Boston fans. It's I'm, I, even when I was a kid, I hated when teams won it all on the road. Yeah, it's less fun, sure. certainly.
course, if you're a player, the last thing you want to do is let them hang around, Chad. <laughs> We're trying you got to close it out while you can. Put your foot on those throats. We're trying to come up with some sound of drunken Red Sox fans doing or saying something in bars or on the street. Let's go over to the car. Because I always like that sort of thing. Our backs were against the wall all year. Nobody believed we No, everybody Nobody believed you Nobody respected us. Everybody respected you. You're the winningest team in team history. <laughs> uh, you're listening to The Petering Out is next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Oh, oh my God. we out here! Yeah! Let's go! Where? Yeah! It's already over. Where are we going? Let's go! The going is done. Yeah! You've gone. Crazy. Some Red Sox fans there in Boston having just won the World Series. I can't get enough of that. I know, it's awesome. We got a bunch of videos of that sort of mayhem at armstrongandgetty.com, including winning pitcher Chris Sale's dad in the stands, taking off his shirt and whirling it around his head. As a, a burly man of 50 or 60? A bare-chested old man. Take it off your shirt when you're sick. I thought this was America, like in uh, South Park. <laughs> you can't do that. I guess I'm wrong. Um, wasn't it? There's a guy taking a bath in beer, apparently, to yeah, well, celebrate. It's still better than, remember, after the Philadelphia Eagles won the uh, Super oh, Bowl and man. the guy ate the horse poop in the street? Oh, jeez. Do it! A eat sh- it! <laughs> <laughs> if you're a real Eagles fan, you'll eat it! And Nobody's going to tell did. me I'm not a real Eagles fan, so I'm going to eat this horse <laughs> I'll show them! God dang it, where's he today? That's what you got to do is little, where they are today. Yeah, no kidding. Because I'd like to know, does he have a job? Does he have a girlfriend, a wife, kids, Have you anything? eaten any more animal crap since that night? Was that a, like a weird aberration in your life, or does that pretty much fit in with the way your life is? <laughs> City of San Francisco spent about $310,000 setting up a new registration system for uh, undocumented people, encouraging people to sign up for school board elections. Um, they opened it up to anybody who lives in the area, uh, as long as you're uh, 18 or over, city residents, and you have children under Is age 19. $7,000 per registered person? It's uh, $6,326 per registered voter. Yeah, so... Apparently, Donald Trump's election put a damper on enthusiasm for the idea. City officials began voicing concerns that signing up could expose people by, to detection by Immigration and Customs Enforcement since voter rolls, including home addresses, could be subpoenaed by the feds. Well, okay, right. Um, uh, so I Listen suppose... to this. It gets even better. Having spent that $310,000, Supervisor Sandra Lee Fewer urged the city to spend as much as 500000 additional to warn undocumented residents that registering to vote could point ICE their way. Okay, that is crazyville. Right. God, how do you how do you continue to be a taxpayer when they're spending your money like that? Jeez, that's insane. You like the views, I guess, in the restaurants. I suppose their argument would be we put the 
the mechanics in place and will register more people over the years. Right. Know. Right. But, but so far, you've spent $6,000 per illegal voter. Wow. So they were. That's gonna, assuming you think it's a good idea to start with, which I don't. They almost spent 800 GER to get a system going, then warn everybody not to participate in. Tell you what, you keep acting crazy like that, you're going to end up with poop strewn streets full of needles. Oh, whoops. That is absolutely amazing. Well, let's hope uh, our not a citizen uh, voters show up at 6300 bucks per. <whistles> now. How many of those 49 who signed up will vote? What if it's typical turnout? Half of them show up. That'd be high. Yeah. Then you're, well, yeah, a third is more typical. So then you'd be looking at 15 people. 16 showing up to vote uh, for $300,000. There you go. That's About $20,000 per vote. That's great. Um, uh, Yeah, that's a, that's a hell of a thing, man. It's That is as crazy. That is as crazy as a lot of people mock California for being or San Francisco for being. Right. That's the sort of stuff that people in the rest of the country think all the time. God dang it. You're going to spend $20,000 a vote to get people who aren't even citizens to vote. Right. Of course, some of you buy the idea, if you're living here, you should have a say in the politics. Well, if you're not documented, you shouldn't be living here. But you know, that ship has sailed. Huh? A man dressed in a hot dog suit attempted to sell, a, quote, restorative hot dog water outside the Gwyneth Paltrow Goop event in Vancouver. He's mocking Gwyneth Paltrow. I don't appreciate that. He was dressed as a tube steak and was selling big jars of water with the hot dog inside. I had some hot dogs the other night. There are a few things I like better than a hot dog. A little yellow mustard and some uh, relish on there. God, that's good. Although humorous, hot dog water is not a prank, and people are not being tricked into drinking it. Rather, in its absurdity, the art performance encourages critical thinking related to product marketing. Does it? And the significant role it plays in our purchasing choices. You're a grown man dressed as a hot dog. Keep that in mind. Hey, kids. It's that time again. With Armstrong and Getty. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joseph Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody. Hey, Positive Sean, what's your final thought? Yes, Elon Musk was asked if his tweet that led to a $20 million fine for him and Tesla, if he was, uh, if he would have done it again, his response was, it was worth it. My fandom of Elon Musk remains solidly wow, intact. That's something. <laughs> Michelangelo, final thought. So many people in their 20s got tattoos, and now that they're older, they want to get the tattoo removed. My career plan after radio is to start a drive-through tattoo removal business. Unfortunately, it takes hours to get a tattoo removed, so cars may run out of gas while they wait in line. I gotta work out that kink. Fabulous. Marshall Phillips, final thought? Well, now that I've stopped gambling, I'm off to the Raven Social and Athletic Club for some Liar's Dice. Now, Liar's Dice, that's a sport, <laughs> Sure, you know. absolutely. Yes. Some skill involved. Yes. Skill, skill and strategy. Yes. I love that game. Jack, what's your final thought? My son is dressing in a politically incorrect oh. costume for Halloween, which I'm not going to discuss until after Halloween, but uh, a little concerned how this comes out. For the first time ever, I might actually have to check the candy bars for razor blades. Wow. He's not like wearing dark makeup, is no he? No black face, no. No, that be that would be yeah. no, not cool. Uh, my final thought was uh, I, I scheduled a visit to my mom and dad, not realizing that two of my aunts, who I haven't seen in a number of years, were going to be on hand as well and had absolutely fabulous family visit catch-up session. Um, you know, it's it's been a great adventure bouncing around the country, but 
There are times that I do envy those of you who have extended family around. No, God, no Of course, no a lot of you have extended family, and you all fight all the time and resent each other. Not you. I'm not jealous of you. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Uh, boy. It's a tough balance. Sure. Yeah. That's nice, though. Absolutely lovely. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank. So little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. Some of the articles we talked about, the clicks that you're already writing emails asking where you can find it. It's at armstrongandgetty.com. You can email us. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. If you see something we ought to be talking about, send it along. If you got young kids, that article on studies about uh, how to teach kids how to read. We've been doing it wrong since the 80s. We need to go back to phonics. That's pretty interesting. That's at armstrongandgetty.com. See you tomorrow. God bless America. This is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over. The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get! Get! Yeah, we apologize for our stupidity, and we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. Then the show's over! What? Bye-bye. You get your Wells Fargo? Yeah. Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.